you with the upper hand in your fantasy football leagues? Then you've come to the right place. To the right place. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Welcome back to the show. This is Faraz Sadiqi. It's time to hit the waiver wire for week five. Let's go over last night's game. Really not much to talk about outside of Daniel Jones and the Giants just stinking it up at home at primetime once again. I had a couple of friends who went to the game. I just I just feel sorry for them at this point. Um, the offensive line, just terrible. Daniel Jones making bad decisions. The biggest disappointment is probably Darren Waller, no doubt about it. He was potentially you know, going to be in that type, top five tight end category this season, potentially even top three. You know, it's been far from that. Tight end 14 on the year. He had one target for pretty much this entire game. And then he got like two more very, very late. Um, just can't trust him right now, man. Like I'd be looking at the scraps on the waiver wire, you know, for guys like Cole Komet, if he's there, you know, Luke Musgrave, who's at number nine on my waiver wire ranks this week, Zach Ertz, who's at number five in my waiver wire ranks this week, Jake Ferguson, who's available in slightly more than 50% of leagues. So, you know, he's on our list, but, you know, check if he's available. He's not on our list, but check if he's available in your league. Uh, and then in deeper leagues, if these guys aren't available, you got, you know, guys like Logan Thomas, Tyler Conklin, who seems to have a decent rapport with Zach Wilson right now. Uh, but Darren Waller in this offense, you just right now just can't be trusted. It's probably going to get better when Saquon is back, but right now it's not looking good. They have a long way to go. <laughs> Brian Dable on the sidelines just like throwing the – tablet after talking to daniel jones asking him what the hell he saw in this particular play but uh it's it's bad i i'm not dropping darren waller right now just bench him if anything um i kind of feel like he's still going to be in the top 10 conversation in terms of rankings this upcoming week but definitely definitely hard to trust really really sucks it looks like jonathan taylor is going to practice on wednesday that's great news for anyone who has him uh there is a chance he plays this week for the colts and he and he, if he does, he should be in lineups as an RB1. Uh, there is a chance there's a bit of a split in his first week back since he hasn't been practicing for a while. You know, they don't want to overwork him like as soon as he's back and then he risks even more injury. But I would play him as a low-end RB1 if I have him. Unfortunately, he does start off against a very, very good Titans run defense. So, you know, temporary expectations, you know, in his first week back, assuming that he does play for the Colts in week five same thing for cooper cup they're opening his 21 day practice window we'll see if he gets activated for this week it is possible that he plays we'll see if he does play he's in your lineup as a wide receiver one don't bench puka nakua you know he should still earn a bunch of targets he still has a very good chance of being a fantasy wide receiver two himself at the very least even with cup on the field when guys earn targets at the level puka is doing it and then have the production to go along with it the way he's doing it. These guys just don't disappear. Okay, so Puka should be a huge part of the offense regardless. All right? We all thought Amon Ross St. Brown earning all those targets at the end of his rookie year, all that production, he was just going to disappear because TJ Hawkinson was going to come back. Because, uh, you know, who else? James, they drafted Jamison Williams, right? Like, all this stuff, you know, honestly, you know, is not a situation that, you know, you you should be a little bit of you should be wary uh, when people say that Puka is just going to disappear. It's not going to happen. Kyron Williams is dealing with a hip contusion. Uh, he should be okay for this week, but 
grab Ronnie Rivers just in case if you have Kyron Williams, in case Williams can't go. Okay. Kenny Pickett dealing with a bone bruise in his knee. This is kind of best case scenario for him, considering that the knee injury could have been worse. It looked worse, uh, but he could miss this week. So Mitch Trubisky can get the start against the Ravens. Uh, Trubisky will likely be outside my top 24 quarterbacks for this week. Uh, the offense wasn't great with Pickett. I wouldn't you know, overly downgrade or upgrade anyone on this offense with the change this week. I think the, the problem in Pittsburgh is Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator, not necessarily who's under center. All right, let's start with Quentin Johnson as the number one ad for me this week. He didn't light up the box score or anything in week four, but 71% rap participation without Mike Williams, 13% target share, both solid, both season highs. He's getting there. Okay, Josh Palmer had 97% rap participation. So him and Keenan Allen are the full-time wide receivers. Josh Palmer still the preferred start, obviously, over Quentin Johnson. But Johnson's right there. Okay, this passing offense didn't really do much this past week. He's going to continue to get opportunities. I'm not necessarily playing him yet. But when a first-round rookie is getting this type of playing time with a quarterback like Justin Herbert, it's probably a good idea to keep him on your bench at the very least. Okay, he did have an end zone target in this game this past Sunday. That was good to see. And guys, if you can take a second to subscribe or follow to the po- follow the podcast on your podcast app, that would mean the world to me. Uh, just takes a second, and this way you'll be updated on all of our daily episodes as soon as they drop. It just you know it really helps us out overall. So we we'd appreciate it a ton. Jamison Williams is at number two. His suspension is over. It seems like the team will ramp him up somewhat slowly. Okay, the vibes around Williams weren't great this this offseason from Dan Campbell. Um, it, it doesn't seem like there's high expectations right now, but we know that he's an explosive playmaker, you know, that could make us forget about all this stuff. Okay. He was a high draft pick, he was a good prospect. He gives this team a, a that missing dynamic of a deep threat, so he could contribute pretty soon. I'm not starting him in week five, but you know, let's see how much he ramps up in his first week back. By the way, guys, all these waiver wire pickups and more will be up on our website, upperhandfantasy.com, so make sure to check that out. We'll also have a waiver wire article that's up right now with guidance on how much you should be bidding for these players. Uh, you know, if you're in fab bidding, you know, priority order is a different story. You can kind of just go with the rankings, but if you got to put some bids on these players, that article should help you out. If you need a QB on waivers this week, we have CJ Stroud at three on the waiver wire list. If you have any of these low-end QB ones that, aren't really getting it done for you just drop them for cj stroud at this point bench joe burrow for cj stroud for now three straight games with 200 three straight games with two touchdown passes he's a qb9 over the last three weeks he's been consistent he has the weapons he's consistently thrown for 300 plus yards he's looking good man he's looking really good and if he's not available in your league josh Dobbs, you know he's the next consistently available quarterback I have him down at 13 on the waiver wire list. He has three straight games of 40-plus rushing yards. He's looking more comfortable out there every week, and he went up against some tough defenses over the last two weeks and still got it done. All right, he's relying on Hollywood. He's relying on Zach Ertz. He has Connor out of the backfield. Michael Wilson could take a step forward. This offense is overachieving, right? But it looks like Dobbs is that, like, Tyrod Taylor type of streamer, you know, with those 40 rushing yards per game that we've been used to from Tyrod Taylor back in the back in the day. Um, so Dobbs could be a top 12 quarterback a lot of weeks. Okay, the encouraging thing here is that according to Fantasy Life data, his design rushing attempts went up two straight weeks 
okay, all the way up to 37% this past week. So that's huge for his fantasy value. The next guy would be Matt Stafford, who I have at 14 on this waiver wire list. He has the hip contusion, but he should be able to go this week. Philly's given up the six most fantasy points to quarterbacks. He's getting Cooper Cup back potentially this week, maybe. Either way, he's getting them back soon. He might have one of the better wide receiver duos in the NFL right now between Cup and Puka Nukua, which is absolutely crazy to say. Jaleel McLaughlin is at four this week, given the injury to Javante Williams. Samaji Piran is not on this list because he's rostered in slightly more than 50% of leagues, but it's very possible that Piran is available, so you can check to see if he's uh, available in your league. But McLaughlin's the one with the juice between these two, so if you're going to take a shot on one, he might as well be the guy. Uh, but Piran likely will get the goal line opportunities it's worth noting that this offense is 14th in offensive yards per game, 10th in points per game. Okay, so this is a solid offense to take a shot on at a, you know, on a running back. Both will be flex plays this week if Javante Williams misses time with the hip pointer injury. It is possible that Javante does not miss time. Okay, um, J- McLaughlin is widely available. You should be able to grab him. I wouldn't be bidding a whole lot on him because, you know, A, this will be a timeshare, and B, it's possible Javante ends up playing. I mentioned Zach Ertz already. He's at five, but after getting some of his playing time taken away last week, it went back up this week. 24% target share on the year now for Zach Ertz. He'll remain in the top 10 tight end conversation. So he's the priority add at tight end this week. At six, I have Marvin Mims. He's not getting the playing time that he deserves, but he's one of the most efficient wide receivers in the league right now. He did have his highest wrap participation of the season. It was only at 39%, but he's being targeted on 28% of his routes. So if he does end up getting anything close to a full-time role, there's a good chance he can be very fantasy relevant. Okay, so he's a great stash if he's available in your league. I mentioned Luke Musgrave. He's at seven. If you need a tight end, you know, he's someone that sh- who you should be rostering. He had the concussion on Thursday night in week four. So there's a good chance he gets cleared for this week. He only had one target last week, but he only played... He only ran a route on 21% of dropbacks, but in the weeks prior, 82% route participation, 16% target share. That's something solid that you can build upon. I have Michael Michael Wilson at eight. Mentioned him earlier. You guys probably remember some of the content that I did during my time at the Senior Bowl on him. He was one of the best wide receivers there alongside guys like Tank Dell and Puka Nakua. Okay, he was also someone who was banged up consistently in college, just like Puka, uh, but there is some promise here. He had the two touchdowns, but this is still like a Hollywood and Zach Ertz show right now when it comes to target share. He only Wilson only had a 17% target share this week. It is increasing, so he's a solid stash right now. I'm not sure he's a start this week, though, despite the two touchdowns, but that target share needs to go up before I trust him. By the way, our sponsor for this episode is Better Vision. It's an app that allows you to keep track of all of your bets in one app. I know you have accounts on all these betting apps. You have to switch between them to see whether you're up or not. And you lose track of where you play certain bets, right? It gets confusing. Not anymore. Not with better vision. All of your bets tracked in one place. Not only that, the best part is better vision will let you know which betting platforms have the best odds for certain bets. You know, most of you do that anyway. You like a play. You look through all your apps for the best odds and play on that app. Why not have a side-by-side comparison all on one screen within one app for any particular bet that you're trying to make? And then you just click on the bet. Within that, okay, you're good to go. So go check it out. It's completely free. Go to bettervision.us or just go to the App Store and search for Better Vision. That's better with an O. So it's B-E-T-T-O-R, Vision in the App Store today. 
At nine, I have Justice Hill. He wasn't at 100% last week. He got only 11% of snaps. Uh, Gus Edwards ended up getting the lion's share of the work. I don't think that's going to be the case moving forward as Justice Hill gets healthy. I think he plays a pretty significant role when he is back to 100%. I do want to stash him until he's good to go. There is a chance he is the 1A in this backfield at some point. Undrafted Ravens rookie Keaton Mitchell could be back this week as well. Who knows if he makes an impact, but he looked good in the preseason. He's further down on this list at 16. Uh, he's just a perspective add to see if he has a role in the backfield at all. It's kind of ambiguous at this point. Uh, my bet is still on Justice Hill to emerge as the top back here once he's fully healthy, though. Jaden Reed's at 10. I think he's still worth an add and hold even with Christian Watson back. He's a good wide receiver, and I want to see if he can grow into a player who, earn, who earns targets, even with Watson on the field. He's produced pretty nicely for a rookie in his first few games, so I don't want to throw that away just because Watson's back. Okay, Multiple wide receivers can do their thing in this offense. I have Tajay Spears at 11. He's at a 50% snap rate for the season. And remember, Derrick Henry's in that backfield. Okay, He's being targeted at a very, very high rate, 23% per route run. Okay, He has a little bit of a flex value in like 14 team leagues, but he's also a league-winning type of a handcuff if Derrick Henry were to go down. At 12, I have Josh Dobbs. Mentioned him already as a quarterback. You might want to grab if you need one. You know, if C.J. Stroud isn't available. Okay. I have Tyler Boyd at 13. Given the T. Higgins injury, he'll be next up in target share. He had 20% and 24% target share the last two weeks. This offense is really bad, but he can still be a PPR flex play with a little bit of upside if you need it. I have Matt Stafford at 14, talked about him already. Zay Jones at 15. He's someone who could have his games. If you're trying to add a little bit of a ceiling to your team and your flex, I think he's someone who can get it done. Uh, we'll see if he's back this week, but you know he didn't practice all week. Last week, keep that in mind, probably has a 50-50 chance of playing this week. I mentioned Keaton Mitchell already. Josh Reynolds is someone that you can grab at wide receiver. I have him at 17. I'm not sure Jamison Williams comes in and just like plays starter type of reps off the bat. I have Ronnie Rivers at 18 just in case. It seems like Kyron will be fine, but it might be a good idea to grab Rivers just in case you have Kyron. All right. Quick episode this week, guys. I appreciate you. Um, if you want some deeper pickups, we have them available on the website right now at upperhandfantasy.com along you know with the article that goes through these pickups and the amount that i would be bidding on them all right so i appreciate you guys thanks a lot and i'll see you tomorrow bye-bye